This is David Kornreich. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Ali Shur podcast. It's been a while since we met before. We're going to now finish with the second introduction to Ali Shur, the end of the Mavoy Kali. If you're following along inside, it's on page Tezva. Previously, Rev. Volba talked about how there's two levels of developing wave. One is directly, you have direct access to the wave and you build it up. That's the first parish of Kriyashma we discussed. And then there's the second level, after we're in Gullus and we lost much of our wave and we have to build it up again. Revolva says that the second parish of Kriyashma says we first have to focus on Diktuk Mitzvahs, being mysterious Nefesh Mitzvahs, and to actively put our energies and our focus on fulfilling Ratzon Hashem, and then we can have a uh, have it work with with our life to build up our inner experience of, of the mitzvahs, the chovas ha'ivarim come before the chovas ha'vavos. And after we have that, then we come back to unifying the chovas ha'ivarim with the chovas ha'vavos together, where the physical actions and the things that we do in the physical world are actually transformed into spiritual power. And that brings us to Olam Haba. The ultimate goal, as we said last time, is that we transform our physical body to being a more spiritual being. That's the goal of all mitzvahs. That the power of the Torah and the power of mitzvahs has that transformative potential. We just have to access that potential when we do mitzvahs with lev. We do mitzvahs with internal avoided tzvunah. So that's all fine and dandy, says Revolva, in theory. We have that nice little structure with the two parts of Kriyashma, but we're very far away from that experience of this avodah tzvuna, this, this internal sense that we're not just physical beings. How do we develop that sense? How do we approach the fact that we don't have that sense? What's the, uh, what's the way to think about our, our distance between that, that sensation of, of inner being, of, of non-physical being, when we're living in a world of very, very thick physicality? So Volvis says like this, we have to try to remember any time that we had in our past, any time that we were completely taken in by by a certain uh, aspect of avodah, whether it was a tefillah from the depth of our heart, or we did a mitzvah with all our with all our lave, with all, all our being, and the hallmark the hallmark of such an act where you feel totally divorced from anything physical, and you and you feel like just a spiritual being is when you don't think of anything around you. You don't think of anyone around you. The whole world just fades into the background. There's no there's no people, there's no society, there's no oilam that's wondering what you're doing. You, know, you don't second-guess yourself about what you're doing. You're just completely in the moment of Avodah Hashem, of connecting to Hashem with your neshama. And that's a, that's a very rare feeling. And we don't really think often about how do we get that feeling? Sometimes it just comes to us without even preparing for it. But we have to try to tap into that experience at least once in our lives to know what it is. Revolva says once you have that feeling, you know that there's a whole new dimension to, to being. There's a whole new dimension to how, what it means to be alive. You have this idea that this is what carries the real world. The physical world is just a shell. It's just an outward outward kind of facade, and you're really living in the inner inner core of, of what it means to be alive. That's what it means that the five things of your neshama comes to Mishabeach, the five things about a Baruch Hu. It's just you as a neshama with a Baruch Hu alone, 
There's no real words that can really describe that kind of experience. But you get that feeling when you have that experience, you get the feeling that really the whole world has this underlying ruchnius reality to it that's much more real than the physical world. Then he quotes a Gemara in Brachos. It's a Mishnah in the first parak of Parakaroa. Mishnah says, Kol Really, in the beginning, when the first base of Mikdash, they, did, they just said, Baruch Hashem Yisrael Ad When Tzedukim, then they started to say, because the Tzedukim believed, Ein Olam Hela Echad, there's only one world, Hiskina Shiyu Oymim Min HaOlam Ad Rashi explains, first base of Mikdash, they just said, Baruch Hashem Yisrael Min Then Ezra came along, and he had to say, Min HaOlam Ad to tell you that there are two worlds. Not just the physical world, because the tzedukim, the kofrim, were kofrim to chiyas amesim, and they thought there was only one world. This idea is explained in more depth in Nefshachayim of Rav Chaim Velazhin. Chaim Velazhin says in the first base of Mikdash, there was shchina shruya bishlemus. You felt the shchina palpable all times. You go into this Mikdash, all the nisim are there all the time. He says, the almond steamen hayu mischabim im haniglos. The hidden worlds were connected to the, to the revealed worlds. And you saw that they were one. It was one indivisible world with different layers to it. And then you could just say, ad ha'olam, because there's only one. They lacked those, those uh, signs of, of Kedusha, those signs of Shechina, in the, manifest in the physical world. And no one could really see the Achdus openly between the physical and the spiritual. And the people started to makalkal, started to lose belief in the spiritual altogether. So then they had to make the institution to say min ha'olam ad olam, to tell people that it, there are two worlds. One's ikr and one's tafil. One's primary and one is secondary. So the Nefeshachim is telling you that in truth it's really one world. Just like the guf and the nefesh, the body and the soul is really one person. In times of bias Rishon, they could feel that. They could have a palpable sense of ruchnius in the world. They didn't have this dichotomy between physical and spiritual. There was nevuah, and there were miracles, open miracles that you couldn't deny. The physical world was definitely tougher, definitely secondary to the more spiritual one, the more... In the first place of Mikdash, for sure there was Ruchnius. Everyone knew there was Ruchnius. You couldn't deny it. What was possible, though, were to make mistakes about Ruchnius, to think the wrong powers of Ruchnius were worthy of worship. So you made mistakes in Havodah, who to worship, how to worship, but you couldn't deny the reality of Ruchnius. There was no such thing as Kvira in the first place of Mikdash. Only in the second place of Mikdash, when the Gili Shechina wasn't complete and there was a lot of, of distortion and a lot of interference between the physical and spiritual worlds, then people can start denying the spiritual world existed altogether. People only went with their physical senses and they couldn't physically sense spirituality anymore because the Shechina wasn't there in a palpable sense. So then the Tzutukimur said, there's only one world. And that's when the nations of the world specifically the Greeks started to uh, popularize their, their philosophy of, of just physical world with no 
capacity for miracles, no capacity for transcending the physical world. Like the Ramban says, this was this cursed, cursed nation, the cursed person, the, referring to Aristotle and his and his philosophical disciples, who spread the belief that only what you can perceive, what only what you can measure, really exists. So then Chazal had to make this takana and say, Baruch Hashem Sumin to tell us this is the truth. We may not feel it, we may not sense it, but there is a higher Ruchnius world that is on top of this world. And even though you don't see it, we can't deny that it exists. We have to know that there is this hidden world that underlies our physical world. And we have to develop that that belief until it becomes, a, a again, another sense, a sense that we can't exist without it. This part of us, part of our who we are, to the point where it can't be denied. Maybe that's the kavan of the Ramban. Maybe this is what the Ramban meant when he said in Parshish Mashalach, that the mitzvahs we are commanded are min ha'olam va'ad ha'olam. Could be what he means is that the mitzvahs are there to make that connection, to make that bridge between the physical world and the spiritual world. And to make it deep, deeply rooted in our being, that we have when we have kavana, deep kavana, when we do the mitzvahs, we're connecting our physical bodies with that spirituality that's above. And eventually, those mitzvahs will give us the reward in the next world because we made that connection here in this world. We give those mitzvahs the capacity to give us that experience of of, of spirituality. So now. We move on to the second bias, bias shame. And that's that's what characterizes it. It's a, a separation between the two worlds. And then came Khorban Bayashini. Khorban Bayashini was a brand new phase in history. Klaiso went down another level. The Chazal tell us why was the first base basementers destroyed? For the three Averis Khamus, Abodazara, Gilei Arias, and Shrikh's Dhamman. The Mikdash Shaini which we all know about, they are Osik and Torah and Mitzvahs and Gemilas Chasadim. Human kindness. So why was it destroyed? Because they had sin and schinam. As Machlokist, Tanoim, they both said, Rishonim Shinezgal Avonim Nezgalat Kitzam. The first base of Mikdash, since their Averis were so much on the surface, so the end of the Gals was also revealed. It was on the surface. But the last the second destruction wasn't apparent what their what their problem was. The sinaschidim was in the heart. It wasn't something that they did overtly necessarily. So therefore, the end of the gulus is not revealed. Chazal explain over here, Bayashini was destroyed because of an inner destruction, an inner corruption of their hearts. As opposed to the first base of Mikdash, where they had problems with Averis Chamuus, very, very severe Averis but their inner world wasn't destroyed by these affairs. Their affairs were nizgalo, or in, on, on the surface, out in the open. And therefore, they, they preserved, they protected their inner inner heart, their inner life of Amuna. They never lost faith. And they were able to do tshuva. And they were able to come back after 70 years of Gaulus. It was a specific, um, defined time. They came back to Israel. But the second bias... There was in Eschinam. That means the outer world was perfect. They had they were Osik and Torah. They did mitzvahs. They even did Gemilas Chasadim. If you looked from the, from the outside, you wouldn't see anything wrong. But that Maisa said 
didn't reveal their inner their inner being, their inner thoughts. They were filled with, filled with hate as they were doing the chesed, as they were doing the mitzvahs, as they were learning Torah. The shechina shechina was corrupting them from the inside. It rotted their inner their inner experience of ruchnius. And that churban primi, that inner destruction, led to a base of mikdash to be destroyed also in an internal way. And then we don't know the end of it because we have to build back the human being. The midos rose, the person's corrupted midos, destroys a person's inner life, inner inner existence. This is the truth. You can't have a true feeling, a true understanding if your heart is full of full of hate and full of jealousy. You can't really grasp spiritual concepts and spiritual ideas and reach for spiritual goals when your inner world is, is full of of negativity and full of darkness. And the only way to build back your sense of ruchnias, your sense of spirituality, is to is to develop your midos, to develop your personality. That's the yisod of chinuch for Torah. The yisod for chinuch for Torah is to build up the lave, because we have to build up that inner world, that hidden world, that world of ruchnias, which is not palpable to the senses. We've got to be able to sense that, and that's called sensing kedusha. In order to realize that, we have to build up our inner world with our midos and with mitzvahs together. Okay, with this we've finished the Mavoi Klali, the major introduction to Kolba's El Shur. The next time we'll start with Shar Yishon. We'll see you next time.